Hi, this is the Landscape Ontario podcast. I'm Scott Barber, and today I'm joined by landscape designers, authors, and podcasters Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. They've recently published Down the Garden Path, a step-by-step guide to your Ontario garden, which shares the name with their podcast, which airs live each week on Reality Radio 101 and is also available on all the major podcast apps. Joanne and Matthew believe it's both important and possible to have great gardens that are low maintenance. We're going to discuss their new book, plus why they're so passionate about sharing horticultural knowledge. That is coming up next. So Joanne and Matthew, thank you so much for you know joining us on this podcast today. Really excited to get to, to hear more about both of you and and your new book. Um, but first, yeah, let's just learn a little bit more about you guys. And would you mind telling the audience a bit about your backgrounds? Joanne, would you mind starting? Sure, I am happy to. Thank you for having us. Uh, I'm Joanne Shaw with uh, Down to Earth Landscape Design, and uh, Matt and I are the co-hosts of a podcast as well. And uh, my background is landscape design, and in uh, uh, helping the clients, you know, design their space, and uh, and then doing our podcast together, we really started this uh, journey of wanting to help people uh, keep their gardens uh, low maintenance and down to earth. Uh, that's hence the down to earth, uh, <laughs> down the garden path podcast, uh, you know, practical and, and easy advice for them to do their gardens. And uh, I did my uh, landscape design certificate at Ryerson, um, now I believe the Toronto Metropolitan University at uh, about 15 years ago. So, uh, so yeah, and I've had a long journey of uh, working in Durham region, uh, supporting uh, lots of customers, clients. Um, I worked for some nurse- local nurseries as well over the years. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit about my background. Awesome. Matthew, awesome. how about yourself? Yeah. Thank you again, Scott, for taking, uh, letting us come on the podcast and talk about our new book. We really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. I'm Matthew Dressing. Um, I, a little more recently than Joanne, started my own uh, landscape design and horticultural consultation firm named uh, Natural Affinity Garden Design. A uh, bit about my background, uh, I've been in the industry for just over 20 years. I went to Niagara College. I have my landscape and hort tech uh, diplomas through them. I've always been in design and, and doing some design, but most of my background is a little bit of landscape des- uh, design, construction, maintenance, and then a large retail component. <clears throat> and I have always enjoyed uh, just helping people find solutions to their everyday uh, garden dilemmas and, and questions. So that's what I really enjoyed about the retail sector. And I'm really enjoying being able to do it on a larger scale now, uh, privately for my own clients, finding low maintenance solutions to their uh, everyday lifestyles or to fit their everyday lifestyles. Yeah, so that's a, a little bit about me. Thanks, Matthew. Yeah, no, it's great to uh, to to meet you guys on here and to get this chance. I'd love to to move to the to your new book, Down the Garden Path: A Step by Step Guide to Your Ontario Garden. I have one here. Uh, looks absolutely fantastic. Really looking forward to uh, to checking it out. Can you guys tell us uh, how did you know how did this come come to pass? What inspired you to you know create this project? Well, I have to say it was a, kind of a slow burn and, and a few things came together. I, I mean, as a landscape designer, I started 
um, like over 10 years ago now, um, you know, you design a garden, you install it for people, and then you just leave them, right? Like, it's not good. And so I and but then I couldn't respond to, you know, people would email me questions about after the fact, like, what about this? And what's wrong with this? And what do I do now? And so I started a newsletter. And so that I could, because you couldn't, I couldn't be responsive, but I thought I could be proactive and say, okay, everybody, this is what you do this month. This is what, and just break it down that way. Um, and it was very successful and kind of based on that theme, you know, Matt can speak a bit more to the podcast. When we had that avenue, um, we started, um, you know, August in the garden, like the last Monday of the month was uh, August in the garden, let's say, uh, you know, for the next month, telling people almost the same things, you know, with Matt's, Matt kind of helped me build on that. And, uh, and together, we we've had these podcasts for two years in a row. And they were our most successful podcasts, right, Matt? Yeah, exactly. So I, Joanne, Joanne, she had started um, the, the podcast on realityradio101.com. And she was doing this for a number of years. And mm -hmm. she had me on as a guest. And so I joined her and I joined her in this monthly in the garden episode. And uh, I slowly brought my own notes and my own information to it. And so, and this was before I, I kind of knew that she had the newsletter and kind of didn't. So mm -hmm. I was able to kind of bring in some unique things and it's like, oh yeah, it's kind of like my newsletter. And as Joanne described, it just very quickly became our most popular set of podcasts. Everyone tuned in to see what do we do next month? So we had the idea we'd heard some of our other colleagues were creating books uh, and putting out their information in, in one kind of source. And we thought this makes perfect sense for us is to take these popular episodes where we've gathered all of this information, Joanne from years of design, me from my uh, extensive retail background and a little bit of my design and everything that we brought to the show and basically put it down on paper. So we've created a monthly guide with all the to do's. And I think especially as well, we like to say the, the to don'ts, uh, there yeah. are not to do's in the garden, kind of breaking some of those myths. So it's mm -hmm. just a very easy, quick monthly snapshot for yeah. everybody who's looking to get gardening. And just to give background, the show, our show actually records um, live as a radio show. So we were getting, you know, when we say it was popular, it wasn't just popular in the downloads. Like we were getting people emailing us during the show. Okay, what do I do with the fertilizer now? Like, is now the time to do, you know, put my fertilizer down and which one do I do? And now, and so they were really being proactive. And we realized that, you know, it's, you give someone a brand new, a new gardener, a big landscape or a new installation, there's a lot to know. But there isn't, right? Because you don't have to deal with everything all at once. So that was our goal was to like, okay, it's just this little bit that you need to do this month. And then you don't really have to do anything else, you know? And, uh, and I think that's where the book, we really felt like if we could break it out, because there are many types of gardeners too, right? Some are vegetable, some are just doing shrubs, some are doing annuals only. So and, and hence, that's where our cat, we broke it up. And we're like, okay, with your annuals and perennials, this is all you have to do this month. And, you know, or not do like we that not do is a lot, right, Matt, we, we kind of joke about that, you know, don't touch it, or, you know, don't walk in here in March, get off the grass, like, it's not time to be out there doing anything, no raking those leaves and, and things. Uh, so and we try to explain why, as yeah, well. Yeah, of course, actually, I think that's a good segue, really, to, you know, what is clearly, um, you know, a passion of both of yours, which is that low maintenance, that sustainability, and how those mm -hmm. two connect. Could you maybe speak to, 
you know, why that's so important to both of you? Yeah, uh, Matthew, did you, did you, yeah, you know, I just believe very much like nature. If we look at nature, everything is part of that worldwide web or, um, you know, that sustainability, it's all part of that cycle. So I really believe in just maintaining and sustaining that cycle, allowing, you know, beneficial insects to overwinter where they can. Uh, but you're staying off the lawn, for example, to use Joanne's example, to, you know, promote soil health and prevent compaction. So really just maintaining or going back to our roots, there's already a system in place. And mm -hmm. I know as an ornamental gardener, again, or, or gardening ornamentally, there is some change to the overall garden and how we want to create it, uh, et cetera. But I think just reinforcing that sustainability and doing as little as we can possibly do while sustaining the local ecosystem and our local ecosystem, even just within our garden as well. Again, soil health, planting natives, doing things that are low maintenance, uh, just supporting the biodiversity that I know that right now we're really looking at how much we've actually lost and you're actually going to lose in, in the future as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think people uh, breaking it down by a little bit at a time helps people stay on top of things and really understand why we're saying what we're saying. You know, I think especially new gardeners or when we've given them a new garden or even people who might have established gardens that want some help, uh, the garden gets ahead of them. Like if they're not paying attention, they go two years and they're like, all of a sudden like, oh, I'm unhappy. Everything's overgrown and blah, blah, blah. But if we if we stay on top and just do those little bits, it doesn't have to be a big thing. You're not out there every weekend doing, you know, that's something that clients will say. It was like, oh, I don't want to be out every weekend having to like work on my garden. And it's like, you don't have to. It should look after itself. If you just do the right things, you know, mulching the garden, the, you know, one of the examples and, and uh, something like that and leaving the leaves in the winter, there's not a lot you need to do. You know, we struggle with some of the end of the, you know, year months of the year. Cause it's like, really, we don't want people doing too much. We want them to leave the leaves, let the leaves fall. And, and, uh, um, and we talk, you know, Matt talks up, uh, we had a lot of lawn questions on the show and, or the benefits of organic fertilizers and how much slower release they are and better for our, our water systems and uh, and long-term health of the, the soil. They're not only feeding the, the promoting the grass to grow, but they are improving the soil, which which will help long-term when the lawn goes dormant in the summer, that type of thing. So, And have you found in recent years that the public is receptive to these ideas, to that more low maintenance, to leaving um, some of that debris, the leaves in the garden, on the lawn, so forth. What's your experience been? I think it's coming. You know, I think there's still, it's almost like peer, even for me, there's peer pressure, right? Because my gardens, like, you know, my neighbors would think it's a, you know, it's wild or whatever, right? Because I leave it and everybody else has got theirs all trimmed up and cut back and, and stuff. So I think it's coming. And I think the idea that it's lower maintenance, that you don't have to be out there and um, you know, trim back all your hydrangeas and trim back everything in the fall, that it's okay. So I think it's coming. Um, but I think there's still, you know, that people that want it to be all put to bed, and, uh, and trying to just so it's really about changing that mindset, that it's all right, 
to to leave it and then but the why like and I think when people see the birds in my garden and and the you know in the winter and 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 the the, the native the insects in the spring I mean I think that that's the slow burn right is they like realize okay you know that's that's why we do it but also it's because it's easier like you know even if you're not an environmentalist you know take take a couple seasons off and and not have to worry about it um is a good thing too. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's just, again, that slow change of mindset. And I think the core is really understanding why, and again, why it's part of that, that bigger cycle. And then we get, again, all those benefits of, you know, oh, I don't have to be out here when it's rainy and it's cold or, you know, all the leaves drop mm -hmm. in a storm and it's just gross out and we don't want to be here. So again, I think just understanding, yeah, that why and the benefits and like Joanne, like you said, just as you see them become cumulative and things restore themselves and return to your space, uh, it really kind of gets them to click. But there's definitely that peer pressure out there. Again, mm -hmm. we're gardening ornamentally, right? We're doing it so it looks neat and tidy and pretty and just so and I think that's a long tradition of that ornamental gardening and we've kind of again like that mindset was very mm -hmm. wild it's unkept there's no purpose it's weedy and again there's that why behind that I think we've just disassociated with um, in our modern gardening and I think we're moving back yeah. to that yeah, I don't know where the whole put the garden to bed thing started, right? Like, and, and, and especially a designed garden that will have went, you know, one of the first, it's funny, because one of the first things people will ask us is for a, a multi seasonal, a seasonal garden, right? Mm -hmm. Well, there's four seasons. <laughs> so, so we, we will, you know, I'm sure all the landscape designers will tell you they're designing things that will look good in the winter. Sure. And then here we go and cut cut them back like you know and and even as an industry I mean I think there's still um you know people who pay for garden maintenance and they want their the garden maintenance cuts the you know the ornamental grasses back and cut some of the stuff back and I think that comes to educating you know our 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 clients to say okay we, we can clean up do a fall cleanup but these are the things that we're not going to touch and this is why we're not going to touch them so I think um you know ed some education even in our industry um you know, will go a long way. For sure. For sure. So back to the book, would you mind telling us a bit about, you know, some of the different subjects, topics, I guess, sections that are covered? Yeah. So as Joanne said earlier, every month we just, we try to really break it down into a group of, of activities. So we start off things like seeds and bulbs and in the earlier months february march april there's lots of information there's lots of activities and then as we move through the month we touch on fruits and vegetables getting them started the do's and don'ts the annuals and the perennials the trees and shrubs and then some design favorites as well so really kind of each month is broken down into those sections where everyone can very quickly flip to whatever month it is and look at what they should be doing with those activities. So, you know, what do I need to be doing to starting my seed, for starting my seeds? What do I need to be doing to get my annuals and or perennials or trees and shrubs ready for the beginning of the year? But also all the way through the year. So we taught tackle, you know, in the summer months where it gets really hot and dry, the stressful conditions, we tackle what to do and don't there, how to attack those conditions and make sure that your plants stay really healthy and strong all the way way through. I think we also went through as 
we go through all the months. We have individual sections as well, ta tackling some of the bigger questions mm -hmm. like uh, lawns, for example. Mm -hmm. On the podcast, it's a running joke. It's, can we rake our leaves now? Or when can I fertilize the lawn? And it's like the middle of February. <laughs> uh, so we tackle those type of questions. One of the ones that Joanne and I have also always had, not only from design clients and the uh, podcast, but also just our other retail background as well as cedars you know taking care of cedars we all love them for their evergreen appeal their privacy that they grant us but there's always issue with the cedars so uh, we break down into the cedars things like understanding fertilizer uh, trimming clematis and then we've rounded it off at the very end um, with a glossary mm -hmm. so that we know that everybody's coming to gardening at a different skill level with a different skill set and experience. So we very much in the industry just splurt out garden jargon and we all know what it is, but our homeowners may not. So we've kind of taken some of those common terms and built on them so that they can mm -hmm. read through the book or maybe they hear something as they're growing in their experience and they know what they're talking about or they have a reference point to go back to. So we've tried to make it really, really thorough on, on each point and, each section will grow and shrink depending on what we do and don't need to do uh, every month in that garden. We do also talk about, so even though we say, you know, this is what you do in March and this is what you do in April, a lot of that is um, very dependent on the weather, right? Yeah. So, um, and even though we do say, you know, it's a, your Ontario garden, so it's kind of ge geared to, you know, 5B, zone 6 kind of thing, but because the steps don't change. It just might slightly move. Well, if you have an earlier spring, you know, you might do things a little bit earlier. And then, but if we have a late spring, you might do things a little bit later, like our, even our fall this past year, right? It was much later, really. So, so it, we kind of really try to, uh, there's some repetition because of that. So we let people know, you know, it's not a hard and fast, you know, if you haven't done this by, you know, September 3rd, then you're behind. It's not that way. You know, it's, it's definitely a fluid thing. Um, but it just helps, you know, I think it makes things in bite size. So it, it doesn't overwhelm anybody. And I think it also the glossary is great. And it, it, it's effective. I think the book is effective for whether you're an experienced gardener, or just starting out because it meets you where you are. Um, you know, I got a question for, for both of you. I'd be curious what your thoughts are. What, <clears throat> obviously, you're both passionate about sharing gardening, talking gardening, talking horticulture, mm -hmm. uh, sharing knowledge. Uh, well, what, what is it that you enjoy most about about doing that? Why, why do you give so much um, on those topics, do you think? Wow. <laughs> well, I, th I think I'm passionate about my, my business and it comes from yeah, that, right? Because it's it's not, I mean, design is just one part of it. And I know maybe I'm a low, you know, I'm unique. I don't know if I'm unique in that, but that is my passion is helping people. And then, so I, I feel like to, to, to design a garden that I'm passionate about and that, you know, improves their curb appeal and even in the backyard, a new outdoor living space for them. And then just to walk away and leave them to fend for themselves, like that just breaks my heart, right? So I feel like I, um, you know, some of the clients probably can't get rid of me because I'm dropping by and I'm checking on things. And, you know, so I think I'm passionate about helping people be successful. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the most important thing. And um, and I'm passionate about the plants and, and you know, them being successful. And uh, yeah, so I, I want them to uh, really enjoy you know, their landscape and their plants and, uh, 
and uh, be successful because I think that's if everything dies or they're not happy with how things turned out, it's it's really hard. So I'm passionate about helping people and making it breaking it down so it is down to earth it's practical advice um as opposed to you know it's and that's why our book is like a nice little workbook it's not a big heavy textbook that's daunting um so and i think everybody has uh, experience with plants whether your garden's small or big or whether you're just gardening in containers or indoor house plants you know there's uh and vegetable gardens, we've seen the growth of vegetable gardens in, in our uh, in our businesses as well as on the, the radio show. And so I think helping people um, and regardless of where they're doing it, you know, that's I think that's why I'm passionate about it, Matt. Yeah, you know, what? I definitely echo that. I think we all have a natural affinity for nature and being with plants and out in the wild and I just enjoy again seeing people be successful and explore that excitement and their own passion and, and helping them be a part of that that was my philosophy when I was in retail as well I mean you I want to obviously we're in the business of selling and things like that but my most important thing was seeing you be successful in your endeavors making sure that I could share my passion so that you could be successful with that and it's evolved into natural affinity my design uh, company and I just yeah again it's just nothing like having someone come back to you or call you or share their excitement and I think Joanne we see that on the show uh, people write in, oh my gosh, we loved your tips and my garden has never looked more beautiful this year or, <laughs> oh, you helped me save my this or that. Uh, and it's just that that's what I live for. That's why I do it. I've always loved plants since I was very young, but it's again, just that interaction, that human con connection, that sure. natural affinity we have for it all that really drives me. Sure. Uh, so if other, if people listening, if they want to, you know, listen to your your show your radio show in your podcast if they want to get the book where are how can they do that yeah you know what um we are live every monday night as joanne said we recorded it as a live radio show on www.realityradio101.com but we also then release it as a podcast so on all major podcast provider you can search down the garden path podcast and there are years of evergreen <laughs> and very specific content. We do our month in the garden series. We do deep dives on specific tree shrubs and perennials. We talk to other garden authors like ourselves and as well as other things, topics like climate change and food, sustainability, sure. et cetera. So you can always find it there. You can find as well, the book is available on uh, amazon.ca or .com, wherever your listeners might be able to buy it. And you can also find it through our websites as well. So I'm www.naturalaffinity.ca and uh, Joanne is www.down2earth.ca as well. Awesome. <laughs> is there anything? Yeah, <laughs> he, he's, he got, he nailed it. Um, <laughs> anything else that we'd like to share with the, you know, the LO audience um, uh -huh. about, about what you guys do and, and, um, and this new project of yours? Uh, I just wanted to go back a little bit to the book and just uh, Matt yeah. um, mentioned it was because we're also landscape designers, as much as we want to give all the tips and all the instructions, I did want to highlight the, the, um, 
our favorites, uh, our design favorites at the end of each book. So, you know, plants that we use in clients' gardens and our own gardens that we, that month that looked good. Cause Matt had started when we collaborated on the, he came up with this star in the garden. Uh, and so we were like, that would be good for the book too, to just remind people, okay, from a design standpoint, these are some things. And so choosing our design favorites was hard, right? And we only had room for like one each kind of thing per month. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think, you know, uh, another thing to say, as I often say, is, you know, great landscapes start with a plan. And I, I know as an industry podcast, everybody realizes that, but there, there's a lot of reasons to that. Um, so, yeah. So, I, and I think educating um, our industry also on the maintenance portion and how things are changing a little bit and the importance of winter interest and, uh, and leaving, you know, the plants for the, and planting things for the, for the birds and for the butterflies in the spring. But I think we forget about the winter, the animals that need the berries in the winter, that type of thing. Absolutely. About the project, um, you know what? I think just like the podcast, as well as a number of us in the industry, we're always growing and learning and evolving and uh, excited about new challenges. So I think uh, that feeds again into our, our passion behind the book, as well as the podcast. Um, just timely information throughout out the season. Uh, yeah, so I mean, if I would say if you or your listeners have any thoughts or questions or where we might be able to look next, we are always love mm-hmm. to hear from our listeners or anybody. We always love input and feedback. Uh, so they could write us at Down the Garden Path Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. We can be reached there for questions and and other things outside of that um i guess the only other thing i would say is um i just love i just grateful for the opportunity that we get to share it here with you and all the wonderful listeners uh through lo landscape ontario has done so much for our industry especially here in ontario obviously mm-hmm. but as well as the all the other provincial associations sure. supporting those local businesses and the amount of resources that you give out and yeah it's a great industry we just i just love this industry i love how collaborative we are yeah like i said they i was talking earlier before we started about the designers that i work you know we collaborate all over the gta and 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 beyond you know uh, uh, with things and uh so yeah i think i think it's been great to be part of such a great industry even you know from an industry standpoint we love supporting our our clients and our customers and our listeners and our home you know other homeowners but um also being part of uh, the horticulture industry uh is something i just love and and no matter what i'm doing i'm gonna be you know part of that so yeah yeah we always have i get that sense we're always here to do our own thing but we're very cooperative and we like to see each other succeed and raise each other up and that's just just a wonderful part of the industry and how landscape ontario helps foster that mm-hmm. oh, i love to hear it and it was absolutely my pleasure to have you and i appreciate you sending the book i'm looking forward to uh, really diving in and um thank you so much for your time and, and coming on and sharing with uh with our audience you're welcome yes thank you again for having us yeah on. thank you All right. Take care now. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Landscape Ontario podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll consider sharing it with colleagues or maybe even your staff team. And please consider subscribing. It's free. New episodes come out every single month.